You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beard. Let's get to it, New York. Uh, let's begin with Evan Fournier. The Knicks guard opens up by his frustrations with the Knicks and his desire to be traded in an interview with a French sports newspaper. Fournier said he has no relationship with head coach Tom Thibodeau. He added, when he took me out of the five, started meaning the starting five, he just told me he was going to try something else. Then at the first match of a road trip, he announced to me, I was leaving the rotation and chow, which is again not French, but uh, get the picture there. Uh, he said benching. He said the benching initially uh, made him spiteful uh, before shifting his focus uh, more in terms of like an off season of mindset to his you know training, his conditioning. He didn't work so much kind of his on his skill work as much as it was cardio and lifting and things like that. He had basically uh, said his season was over, um, and he said, "quote." You want to spit on everyone. You hate. You have hatred. Derrick Rose and I looked at each other and said to each other, what the hell are we doing here? During the five-on-five practice, we were on the side like some prospects. Uncool times. So uh, he also finally questioned the Knicks' approach as well when it comes to his situation, since the Knicks are obviously um, definitely open for business when it comes to shopping Devin Fournier. He said, if you want to trade me with a good return, why didn't you use me? I was coming out of a season where I was the fourth-best three-point shooter in the league. Why not take advantage of it now they won't get anything interesting and that's normal because i could show anything on the court so a lot coming from evan fournier on this random tuesday as we record this podcast tommy are evan fournier's uh great about the knicks fair in your eyes yeah so let me start here um the knicks made the right decision by benching Evan Fournier. Tom Thibodeau made the right decision by benching Evan Fournier. Started the season with him as a starting shooting guard, maybe get, gave him the benefit of the doubt, hoping um, that the, a backcourt combination of Jalen Brunson and Fournier could work. Um, unsurprisingly, it did not. Um, defensively, uh, torn red. Nick started the season out slowly. Um, after starting the season, the starting lineup, Fournier got uh, went to the bench, played terribly on the bench. Um, you know, somewhat understandably, uh, had a, it's a difficult transition. A guy that's been starting yeah. for the vast majority of his career, you know, coming in, playing 12 minutes a night, 10 minutes, 16 minutes a night, um, and a shooter, um, never found his rhythm, never, never, you know, felt comfortable in that role, um, and contributed to the Knicks, uh, to Tibbs eventually demoting him uh, completely and him banishing him from the rotation altogether. Um, Knicks, obviously, with more Quinn Grimes, opened up more minutes for Grimes, a far, a far superior defensive player, opened up more minutes for quickly, um, a more versatile offensive player, a better defender, um, opened up the floor for McBride a few minutes here and there. Um, not as good offensively, obviously, as Fournier, but a better defense player. And the results spoke for themselves. Nick uh, Nick posted one of the best records in the NBA over the final 60-plus games of the season um, and kind of the, was in the pudding. Uh, so the Knicks did what was best for them, the organization, 
understandably, Evan Fournier wants what's best for him and his family. He wants to play. He wants to have his value. He's a proud athlete. You don't get to the NBA, um, you know, from a small town in France without having incredible self-confidence and belief self that, uh, you know, you can shoot your way out of a slump, uh, that you're so good offensively that, uh, you know, you can be a, you know, even if you're adequate defender, you can help a team win. Um, he's, he's coming off a season in which he set the NBA franchise, the Knicks franchise record for most three pointers, um, was one of very few players in the NBA to attempt over four plus threes a game and shoot over 40 percent from four. Um, so yes, is, is Evan Fournier's gripes, uh, you know, uh, fair? Absolutely. Was the Knicks decision to bench him the right decision? In my opinion, yes, absolutely. And, and, and the fact and the record would, would kind of bear the, those facts out. Um, you know, yeah. this happens in professional sports. Uh, when play, you know, we're seeing it right now with how the Blazers try to handle the Davis situation. Obviously, Lillard's a Hall of Fame player and, you know, it's, it's not the same. But you have it at its core um, an organization that, you know, that sometimes interests aren't perfectly aligned. Dane wants to win now. He wants them to trade Stuart Henderson uh, for a player that's going to help him this season. The Blazers understand they don't win a championship by trading Stuart Henderson, and they're really up the creek without a battle with a, paying a 35-year-old Dane Miller $60 million to be a nice place to the conference. Um, so, yeah, while it's, you know, some of the, the quotes – um, are, are kind of obviously going to draw a lot of headlines. It's not surprising. Fournier said as much in his exit interview um, the last time we talked to the media at the, you know, toward, after the postseason run ended, yeah. saying he didn't expect to be back. Now it's a little more colorful anecdotes. Um, but the, the, the crux of, the, uh, of his feelings are unsurprising. Um, but uh, there's unfortunately there's nothing they can do about it. And the Knicks are paying him $18.9 million to kind of you know, be a good, good soldier. Um, so we'll yeah. see how it plays yeah, I mean, look, from Evan's standpoint, as I saw someone say on Twitter, and it's true, I mean, he's trying to save his career. Like, I think yeah. it was actually um, Ben Rehill, so shout out to him. He's been on the podcast before. We got to get him on here soon. Um, like, this is his last-ditch effort, you know, and he kind of said it in his interview. He said, look, like, you can go one year in the league without getting a lot of playing time at my age, whatever, but two years and expecting to still have a long career left ahead of you, very unlikely, considering he has a contract coming up next year. He's right about that. You know, he's if he has another year where he's out of a rotation somewhere, he's probably looking at a, a veteran minimum contract on his next deal for one year and essentially, is, you know, go out there and show why you should still stay in the league. And he doesn't want to be in that position. So this is a lot of self-preservation here. So I get it from that standpoint. Um, I do think that we should actually hear from Tom Thibodeau because uh, he actually spoke about Evan Fournier's comments today. This is what he had to say. My actions don't require any defense. In the same situation, I do it again. That was Batman. That was not uh, Tom Thibodeau. But I'm sure that's what Tom Thibodeau would say if we ask Tom Thibodeau what he thinks about what Evan Fournier had to say on this. Now, I, here's what I'll say. Like you said, the Knicks made the right move to bench him. He was not playing well when he was playing. Uh, he was a terrible fit with their star player, uh, yep. Jalen Brunson. And the team saw the reap the, the, reap the benefits of that decision. Like, he went out of the rotation and the Knicks thrived. And I was one who thought he could have been a potential uh, good player off the bench, a six, seven man role, but he showed that he could not play in that role. He, he just, I, I felt mentally he just wasn't there. And you could tell when he was playing, he just, he, it wasn't right as soon as he got pulled out of the starting line. And, and when we talk about being a good pro, and he was a good pro when it came to not causing waves during the season at any point. But part of being a good pro is also being able to still play at a high level when they tell you, hey, we need you to move you to the bench. 
And he, to me, I think mentally couldn't handle that role. He couldn't handle not being the starting line, which I don't know why. It's not like this is Carmelo Anthony we were talking about, who also had issues with not wanting to go to the bench. It's a Fournier guy who was a fringe starter to begin with. But him being unable to kind of fill that 20-minute role, that 15-minute role, made him unplayable. So uh, Tibbs did what he had to do. Uh, I think it's interesting that, you know, he talked about, you know, Tibbs really didn't say much to him. We kind of heard a similar thing from Kimball Walker uh, last, uh, or two now, two seasons ago when he was talking about his situation. He said, you know, coach really didn't say much to me. He just kind of said, okay, I'm out of the rotation. That was it. I don't know how much that, I mean, I mean, does he, does he owe it to the veteran to sit them down and have a more longer conversation with them? I guess, but I, I don't know if that really is going to say anything much to me about Tibbs that he didn't, have a more extensive conversation. I mean, Evan Fournier's numbers spoke for themselves. He didn't play well. And that was probably the only thing about these comments that I, I felt were missing. I, I wish there would have been some accountability from Evan to say, hey, I started that year really poorly this season. And I got beat out. Like, like at the end of the day, Quinn Bronze beat him out of that starting spot. And then he got beat out of the rotation by guys like Deuce McBride, guys who were out there and actually provided some Knicks needed. So I don't, I don't really buy a lot of what he was saying in that regard. But I, I understand and I can, I can have sympathy or empathy for the fact that he's trying to save his career. So this is what he has to say. Yeah. I mean, as far as a, a defensive tips, I mean, listen, the, again, the guy made $18 million. Right. So it's, it's, hard, it's hard to feel too bad. They, you know, you get paid to show up and do your job. Sometimes he, uh, Fournier obviously assumed, you know, heading into the season, his job would be playing 32 minutes a night and right. taking 14 shots and seven threes a night. Um, that wasn't his job, as it turned out. His job was to cheer on Deuce McBride and mentor, you know, and kind of show um, Brunson the ropes about his adjusting to his first year in New York and, you know, taking the guys out to a restaurant, making the team better, practicing really hard. Um, I didn't love the comments he made about how he kind of went into offseason mode um, after he got pulled from rotation, basically saying, got some shots up. But, um, yeah, thank God know, we didn't need him because he would have been useless. He, 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 said he wasn't he wasn't really working out in the team the, the game the Philly game which was the best game of the year when he went crazy he was like yeah I, I you know I usually skip the, the the national anthem and I don't really do the pre free game workout so I'm just like what the hell you don't do free game yeah. warmups like right I mean that that's the thing you get paid to show up and be ready even though you right. very likely won't play your 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 you know the, the, you you cash a check a very uh, you know a decent sized check uh, right, to, yeah. to be ready should. RJ, RJ Barrett show up. They listen, a stomach bug, or uh, Jalen Brunson say, "Listen, uh, my ankle's not feeling great." Um, or, or same thing with Grimes. You know, you don't or twist his ankle in the in the halfway through the first quarter. Um, you know, you got that's that's his job to be ready. And and Tibbs and the coaching staff watch who practices hard, um, right. who keeps themselves in shape, who prepares like a pro. Um, so if you you know, obviously the situation didn't go as you had hoped from you know, December through January. But if you keep working, maybe the Knicks go into a losing streak in February and you get a chance to, you know, get thrown back in the mix. If you're not preparing the right way, that's going to greatly reduce the chances you'll have an opportunity to prove yourself and, and kind of resuscitate your career. It was interesting that he said that, you know, both him and Rose were kind of sitting on that bench wondering, you know, yeah. what the hell going on here. So both guys feeling like, you know, they should have been playing. And, you know, they're older guys. Maybe they felt like, hey, you know, we got, you know, we kind of got a, a short leash here. Like, we should have got a lot longer of a leash. You know, you got to kind of get warmed up into the season. Maybe that was the case, but the Knicks season was falling down the toilet. Like, it had to be safe. I mean, we started this podcast essentially with the Knicks in the midst of a losing streak and wondering 
where the team's going to go after this season because it looks like it's going to end as another in another lottery appearance. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And you talk about guys trying to save the career. Tibbs had to save his stuff. There was, he was yes. on the... <laughs> that <laughs> is true, too. I forgot about that. You're right about that, yeah. His job was teetering. And if he stuck with Fournier because he deserves to, because he's better or whatever the case might be, he might be out of a job. Yeah, so there was some self-preservation from Tibbs there as well. So, yeah, I mean, look, Evan, again, I, I think for the most part, he's been a good guy. I don't look at these comments and say, oh, he's a bad guy. Because, again, like, a, you know, he's no. trying to save his job. And he's an athlete. Like, you know, any athlete who's been in a situation where you you're, you feel like you should be playing and, and you're sitting on the bench and you got to try to still be a good teammate, it's hard. It's not easy. You know, we're going to hear talk about it a little bit in a second with QJ Peterson. It's, it's not easy at all. So I don't really hold anything against Evan. I just feel like. In some ways, again, there was really not much accountability with like his poor play, like the fact that like yeah, you made four, you know, your fourth best in three pointers last year, but like you were one of the worst defensive players in the league last year. And you think, okay, maybe this year you come in focus more on defensive end. You came out and you were worse defensively this year, like, and then you didn't shoot the ball well. So now you're not shooting well and you're not playing defense. Like, what do you want them to do? Like, you think you're entitled to playing time? Like, maybe he thought that with like. The contract he had signed, maybe he did. Like some guys in the league probably feel like you signed this kind of money after playing this amount of time. But look at a guy, Duncan Robinson. That's a guy that signed a hundred million dollar contract and was completely out of the Miami rotation for a whole year. Like it was a lost year for Duncan Robinson last year. Then this year he only got playing time because guys got hurt. But like he came back ready to play, ready to contribute. Wasn't as terrible defensively as he was prior to, to the, the previous season, which is why he got taken out of the rotation. Like he could have took that approach, but doesn't seem willing or didn't seem willing to do that and it actually it brings me to one last thing it does make me kind of like curious like we talked about like you know they're five and five weren't even playing Tibbs is a practice guy so if he thinks you're not really giving it your all in forms so I, I feel like he's probably like well I'm not gonna put you out there and practice and competing with guys I, I want to actually play but then the second thing too is we always complain about why like Rose and Fournier were above like playing in garbage time because he would have quickly out there and topping out there guys who actually were playing and it seemed like a risk. I, I wonder if if maybe he didn't want to give these guys any time, considering maybe how unserious they were with their preparation. Yeah, I, I won't talk about Rose in a sec, you know, kind of the, his connection with Fournier, but um, for, on Fournier, though, I think it's important to know, and I and I brought this up, you know, time and again when we've talked about baseball at the end of the season. I do think there's a I don't want to say, yeah, I'll say a good chance, better than 51% chance that Fournier is on the Knicks opening roster. Yes, even after right. these comments. Um, because, again, he has an, he's going to make $18.2 million this, this, this upcoming 23-24 season. In the NBA, especially under the new CBA, having salary filler in a larger deal is, becomes important. Um, we've, as we've talked about, the return of the expiring, the valuable expiring contract looks like it's going to resurface uh, starting this season going forward. Um, so if and when Joel Embiid tweets out, I'm through, and, and not just in a yeah. trolling way, 
or yeah. you know, as we talked about, any of the other stars, um, you know, the the Giannis's, the Doncic's down the line. Um, again, unlikely, but there's still a chance, especially you know, you know, particularly with the Embiid scenario. You're going to need to match salaries when you're a hard capped team. Um, it's they theoretically could trade him to a team like Spurs and create a traded player exception, which is essentially an expiring contract. Um, but now the Spurs have less than $50 million in cap space, so that's not uh, as likely as it once was. Um, again, there's a lot of ways to make the math work. By by buying out Evan Forney doesn't mean you automatically clue from trading for a star. That's not the case. It just makes it easier and more likely if you have that um, $18 to $18 million in expiring contract that includes the trade and kind of match up the salaries. It just makes the math work, makes the puzzle fit together. Um, so that's, yeah. one re- that's, that's one thing to know. Um, and so I, I think he could start the season. I think he could be a Nick right up until midnight of the trade deadline. Then at that point, if and when uh, he doesn't get traded, and or um, R.J. Barrett doesn't have a season-ending injury. Grimes doesn't, you know, miss three months right. or something. Anything yeah, yeah. can happen. All of a sudden, you know, hey, Tibbs, let me give you a hug. Okay, you know, play, players have been a lot worse and been welcome back when the team needs them yeah, to play and, and, and a player wants to play to increase his fantasy value. He's going to be an unrestricted free agent 12 months from now. Um, so all that said, I, I, you know, I could, there's there's definitely a, a path here where he remains the next. Whether he's actually on, with the team or he does the Jay Crowder thing where he sits at home and, and waits for a trade. And again, the, the Suns eventually flipped Crowder for second, second round picks. Um, uh, as far as the Rose thing, there's a reason. Um, again, these guys are proud athletes. Rose is a former MVP. Um, yeah. You don't want, you know, those guys expect to play. They think they're above coming in at the last two sec, you know, last two minutes of a game. And there's a reason they're an MVP because of that pride. And I forget who, what the quote was and who said it, but essentially the thinking is if you're a coach, you can have one bad play, one good player unhappy on your team. As long as there's just one, because if there's two, then they talk with each other and it kind of, it can cause a ripple effect. Yeah, there you go. That can spread, but if it's just one guy. Um, but uh, again, Rose hasn't said anything. He's not going to say anything. Now he signs a new deal. That's what I would suggest for you. Um, everybody knows he's unhappy. Um, it's, it's no surprise, um, but it's probably best not to say anything. Um, but, uh, you know, again, his, his, uh, his resentment is, is understandable. Yeah, we'll see what happens. My theory, I think Evan Fournier said this because he probably heard that he's probably going to be on the team this year. Yeah, probably heard that there's not a deal on the horizon. And now he's like, well, I got something to maybe get this uh, get this ball rolling. So let me uh, throw this little maybe and see what happens. But I don't think it will change. There is no deal out there. Nick, that makes sense uh, right now. So he's going to be on the team and we'll see. I'll be big. I think he'll be one of those guys that he'll be sent home like the last week. He'll be a big crowd Evan Forney, nonetheless, uh, letting his voice be heard about how he feels about the city.